Hey friends, it's Coley. Welcome to season five of Still With You. Since 2018, I've had the honor of hosting this podcast, sharing 110 plus episodes with over 100 guests from all over the globe and receiving thousands of downloads from incredible individuals such as yourself. Still With You is a space for sharing gold, inspiring stories with genuine friends about our faithful God. Its purpose is to uplift and celebrate His promise. He is always with you. Whether you've been hanging out with us from day zero or you just pulled up to the party, I am so grateful for you being here. There are so many amazing and new things to look forward to this season as we speak with friends, swap stories, share laughter, pray earnestly, dream wildly, and run enthralled to experience everything God has planned for us this year. So do y'all want to meet a new friend of the pod right now? The beautiful music you're listening to right now is from Yamari, an incredibly gifted artist based in Dallas, Texas, and this is her single, Where the Light Dances. You can find Yamari on social media, her handle is at Yamari, Y-A-M-A-R-E-E, and spin her music on Spotify. I am so excited about sharing Where the Light Dances as our season five theme music. You can look forward to hearing more from Yamari later this season. Anytime I step into a new season, my hope is to give God my first fruits and a rhythm I have found sacred in relation to Still With You is speaking with a leader in my life who has personally influenced me in deepening my relationship with the Lord and encourage me to remain in the truth of God's word. And for the first episode of every new season, I love pulling in a leader friend for conversation as well as dedicating this time unto the Lord. This year, I am honored to be sharing this moment with a returning guest and dear friend, podcast co-host and author Katie Hawkins. You might remember her from episode 89. She is one of the three gals who hosts the podcast She Speaks Stories. Today, Katie is back to share her new book that shares the same title of the podcast, She Speaks Stories. She also brought her book launch captain and fellow military spouse, Julia Cyphers. Katie, like Julia and I, is a spouse to a service member as well, and the majority of her stories from her new book center around her experiences in military culture. But even bigger than the themes of teaching, travel, and tough times is God's rescue and redemption story of Katie's life. True to the subtitle of her new book, he offers us hope, help, and healing in a hard world. You're going to love every minute spent with the fabulous Katie Hawkins. Excuse me, author Katie Hawkins. Author Katie Hawkins. How does it feel to hear that word attached to your name? Like what happens in your heart? Truthfully, it it's like unreal. It makes me just kind of laugh. I'm like, author, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of makes me laugh. I'm so happy for you. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. And I'm so glad that you're back on the podcast. I think everyone loved hearing from you, Portia and Susan on episode 89, when you guys talked about She Speaks Stories. I'm just so grateful that you're back and you brought a friend this time. Julia Cyprus. (laughs) Hello, Julia. Hello. Hello. Of course, we're going to talk about the book and everything, but let's talk about your all's relationship for starters. Julia, I know that you live in North Carolina. Katie, you live in Virginia. Your book captain and then author Katie Hawkins, of course. So like, tell me, how did you guys meet? Why? How did you connect? I want to know the web here. It's such a fabulous story. So I'm so glad we're just starting right out. 
Rip ask question. Right. The very first duty station my husband, Mike, and I were sent to, well, after Guantanamo Bay, Cuba is where we met. We lived there, but then we were sent to Paris Island. Uh-huh. One of the very first people I met was Betty Gagnon and her husband, Dennis. Mike and Dennis worked together. And I was pregnant with my oldest. And I think, Julia, your mom had just had Leanne. And then I had my son, Mike. And then Betty got pregnant with Julia. Wow. And I got pregnant with Matt. Betty was like my best friend and my mentor. And we had our oldest kids together. We were stationed together three more times throughout our Marine Corps career, which Coley, as you know, can be really unusual to keep being stationed with people. So I knew Julia when she was born. We called her fuzzy because she had this blonde hair that's stuck straight. That's so sweet. What are your memories from that time, Julia? People ask, how do I know Katie Hawkins? And I'm like, I don't remember ever not knowing her. (laughs) Since the beginning, we had birthdays together. You were just always around. It was like laughing. Whenever Mike and my dad were together, laughing. Whenever you and my mom were together, it was laughing. And we were, Mike and Matt and Leanne and I were like the four buddies. We had so much fun together from trying to go down your uh, laundry chute in one of your houses. (laughs) We had a club. We were detectives together. I mean, we had such fun times. And then how we circled back together as adults. Betty and Dennis moved here to Fredericksburg. We lived here. And Julia and Nick, you guys were on your way to Germany, right? Yes. And we all had coffee together and just chatted. And you had started listening to our podcast, She Speaks Stories podcast, right? Yep. I think I started listening from like the first episode. I got wind of it somehow on Facebook. Same. I was there for the meeting. Like I was there in the Nashville meeting, little ah! of like where Katie and Susan were pondering the ideas. Okay. I didn't know that. That's where we met Coley was at the conference. Susan and I went to in Nashville. Yeah. To even learn about podcasting. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. So I've been listening to the podcast, but I didn't, you and I, Katie, had not reconnected until we had that coffee with my mom. We were happened to be in town and um, and then I religiously listened to the podcast when we were in Germany because we had so little community. You know, it was a German church or a chapel that we weren't really feeling connected to. And so it was all so much ministry to me during those two years. So I was a faithful now. Not that I'm not anymore, but those two years specifically were very <laughs> meaningful. And then you moved back to the States yeah. and we somehow, somehow we started chatting. You posted a Mother's Day thing that you and Susan had done on Facebook sermon or something that you had done at your church. And I listened to it and I just wrote, you did a great job. This was so great. And then you were like, can I call you? And then the next day you called me and you're like, we're doing story school. You want to be a leader? And I was like. Well, all right, let's do this. I mean, from there, we just connected. Love it. That is right. We started this thing called Story School. I needed to get about 20 small group leaders so that we could do small groups and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought of you, Julia, because you're young and bright and you have tons of military friends. Mm -hmm. Anyway, long story short, when I wrote 
the book. I sent it to this hybrid publisher, but it's not like a big publisher that invests in you and thinks that your book is actually going to do something. You pay them for all their services and then you own the book. So there's no royalties or anything. I didn't pay them for any marketing or anything because that was extra. And they said, all right, we'll, we'll send you this webcast and you can learn how to just market your own book. So I do this webcast take a million notes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. This is way too hard. You knew your limits. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I can't really do all this social media stuff. And it, it sounds like a ton of work. So I'm telling my son, Mike, who Julia kept in touch with and blah, blah, blah. So I'm telling Mike that, and he said, you know, you should hire Julia. She'd be awesome. I'm like, oh, I would never ask anyone to do all this work for free because, I mean, it's a ton of work. Uh But I thought, well, maybe Julia wants a little job. So I call her up. This is out of the blue. But just don't give me an answer. Just ponder. Julia got so excited. Tell her what you Yeah. So I had joined Hope Writers, which is a community of writers. I had wanted to promote myself as a writer. And I got to this point where God was just making it clear that I need to serve yeah. in my writing. And so I just sort of deleted all of my self-promotion. And I said, okay, God, I'm willing, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Show me who and how you'd like me to use my abilities to serve. And the next week, Kate Hackett's calls me and is like, hey, you are crowned captain of... <laughs> Katie Hawkins, author incorporated. (laughs) What I love about this partnership, and I feel like it is even richer because you both know the power of stories because you actually walked them out together, lived it together. I mean, the story about the laundry shoot, you can't go back and rewrite time and build a connection like that. This book is just full of stories about life and Jesus. I've read it fully through. Thank you guys so much for letting me have an early edition. Tell me, Katie, like I remember hearing first that She Speaks Stories, the book was coming in 2019. I saw a cute picture of you with a pen in your hand signing a contract. Tell me a few of the steps walking to that moment. Like, what was that like for you? beginning the writing process. About a year into the podcast, we took this road trip and we went up to Minneapolis, visited this friend of Susan's named Susan Blunt, and she Uh was in publishing. She had helped us kind of with the podcast and helped us get guests when we first started and checked into a, a lawyer about our name and gave us advice. She was a big champion of the podcast. And she looked at Susan and I, she said, your next step is to write a book. You, you need to write a book and you need to call it She Speaks Stories. You specifically, or did she say that to all the other girls? She said it to Susan and I. Okay. And I thought what she meant was write a book called She Speaks Stories about the stories and she speaks stories. I'm like, okay. She said, you know, you've you've already have an audience. So you have a target audience. So she sent us how to write a book proposal and all this. So I wrote up a book proposal about a book called She Speaks Stories about all our guests stories. And then it just never, you know, got off the ground. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we never quite pursued it. I finally have a long conversation with Susan Blunt. And she's like, Oh, no, no, you should tell your own story, not other people's stories. I said to her, Susan, why would anyone want to read my story? (laughs) I don't really have much of a story. And she's like, of course you do. 
Don't be a hypocrite. You say on your podcast that your story matters. So why would your story not matter? Of course you have a story. And I said, well, I mean, yeah, I know I have a story, but I mean, like, it's not really that interesting. And she said, well, she said, you're really telling the bigger story of God. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I said, but I, I really don't know how to write and blah, blah. So she sends me some writing courses and this and that, but I'm still like, what would I say? Well, then when I got cancer and I opened the book with this, but my daughter, Molly felt like God was punishing her. Yeah. For not following hard after him by letting me die of cancer. And I was so appalled. And I'm like, Molly, God is not like that. Right around that time was when I realized this is your message. I had a message. I always thought it'd be cool to write a book, but I didn't really know what it would be about and what I would really say, you know. And Molly and I used to joke about going on a book tour and being famous authors. Yeah. But then we'd look at each other and we'd go, well, too bad we don't have anything to say, really. And too bad we don't even know how to write a book. So now I'm thrown into, you know what? You do have something to say, Katie, because of Susan saying, well, there's a bigger story. The higher story is the story of God. The, the middle is your own story. Mm. And then you weave in how other people's stories affected your story. So there's kind of three parts that stream through the whole book. Okay, so yeah. the cancer thing, and then Molly, people like Molly, maybe that are kind of struggling in their faith, became my target audience because they say you have to have a voice. You can't just write generically to the whole world, that you really have to have kind of an audience in mind. And so that was the genesis of it all. I finally like, okay, I guess I, I do have a message and an audience. Here we go. You take us from girlhood to where you are walking as a woman, getting married and starting a family. What was that like for you to begin where your story began? And like, what did that do to your heart having to relive many of those moments? I decided, okay, if I'm trying to tell someone, oh, God isn't like that. Well, what is he like? And Mm -hmm. then the idea of each chapter would be a different duty station kind of unrolled in my mind. But I I was like, Lord, what would I say? I mean, I can't just write all the stories of every duty station. It was such a partnership. I don't want to overstate this because it sounds weird. (laughs) Like, oh, God told me what to say. He didn't tell me what to say necessarily, but I would just sit there and I go, okay, today... I, I got to write chapter one. <laughs> I'd be like, Lord, give me some ideas. Help me focus on what to say or not to say. It was funny how different things would pop into my mind yeah. and other really important things that would happen at different duty stations I didn't even mention because they just didn't seem pertinent to what I really was trying to say, which was how God sent hope, help, and healing in different situations. So, It was interesting, Cole, and it did stir up a lot of just old memories, old feelings. The other difficult part was trying to be true to who I was then 
And what I really was thinking then and not put my now spin on it. I so admire your honesty. And I think we're speaking the same language of how you are so honest of what you were in the moment. As people who carry past and, you know, sin and thank the Lord for his redemption and his grace and new beginnings, you know, and the old is gone, the new has come. Also, it's hard sometimes as humans to bring up the stuff that we walk through. You are so honest. You talk about some stuff that I'm like, I didn't even know she needed to share that, but I'm so glad you did. I know that God's working through it. That grit. How did you drum that up? If you knew this underlying fear and trepidation I have in my heart. You call it fear. I call it bravery. It was such an odd season of my life with first the cancer and then with COVID. One of the courses I took on how to write, the guy said, when you are writing your rough draft, couple of things to keep in mind. He said, number one, just know that it will be bad because you are not Ernest Hemingway. (laughs) You are not. Yes. Your rough draft will be bad. Don't overthink it because if you do, it will not flow and you'll never finish. He said, just write. And then you go back and you rewrite and you rewrite, and you rewrite, you rewrite. That gave me a lot of freedom because I was alone a lot. I just started writing and I just started writing totally honest. Mm -hmm. And I started writing stuff with the mindset of, well, I'll take it out later. You know? Yeah. Some of this stuff I'm like, oh Lord Jesus, do I really want the whole world to know this about me? No, (laughs) but a few things, like one thing in particular, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I briefly mentioned having an STD. Now I'm like, oh my goodness, why did I put that in there? And I wanted to take it back out because it was just a brief mention. But I knew God was saying, do you know how many women in the world suffer silently with an STD? It's like an epidemic. Yeah. There's so much shame attached to that. But like you said, Coley, we are new creations. You know, the old is gone. The new has come. We are forgiven. We're cleansed. Through the years, I've worked with teenagers. I've worked with lots of women. And every now and then someone will tell me how ruined they are because Mm -hmm. of having an STD Mm -hmm. and, and their life feels ruined and la la la. And I can honestly share, you know what? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. And I thought, to just leave that in. And when I write about it, I put it in kind of a humorous uh, connotation. And I'm like, somebody out there needs to be set. Just because you have that and you have it for life, it doesn't make you less of a a Christian. It doesn't make you a person that isn't set apart for God's purposes because you're his. It's your story. And God will use everything that we just open our hand to and just say like, please use it. And so I'm so thankful for the details that you went like my, one of my favorite stories is your dad towards the end of his life where you had to help him. I don't want to spoil the book. That's definitely like not my heart, but there's just, there's a beautiful part there of where you had to um, help with some messes there. It was so interesting of like reading that and thinking of myself being there. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. But like with God, we can do so much. I When I just think about your book, and this is so funny because I've only read it on a Google Doc. And it's crazy because I had this feeling even before I got to the chapter about the quilts. But to me, 
the book, when I'm like reading it, I, I sometimes am a little bit visual and I can even like smell things. I feel like it smells like home. And I felt like I was being wrapped in a familiar quilt before I'd even got to the quilt chapter. Like it is amazing how I think God can take stories that like before him might seem broken, but when you put him as the major theme, like it feels like home. And also you have 13 different homes in your book at the same time that you share. I mean, Julia, do you agree? Like when you read it, did you feel home too? Yeah. It's, it's good to hear that someone a little disconnected from that felt that too, because when I read it, I was like, I love this, but I already love Kate Hawkins. So of course I love it. So I had kind of like an insider's perspective, but it was, it's just, it's written in a way that I feel like everyone will grab something from it because there's there's so many little like (laughs) location wise, you know, she talks about being overseas. People that have lived overseas are like, Oh my goodness. I felt that too. New moms, dating, being single, all those things that you've touched on so many different elements, having a job, a typhoon. I mean, that's where I was like, where did we go? You survived a typhoon. I couldn't get over that one. The homebound teaching to hear about some of your students. I'm like wordless, Katie, like you have you and the Lord and and Julia, of course, (laughs) like are delivering a gift. Oh, you are so sweet. And you're so encouraging because it does feel kind of vulnerable. When I first sent it to all you beautiful ladies on the launch team, I was like, oh my goodness. All right. It's in the hands of people now. How do you know whether you can really write or not? I don't know. Can I write? Because I feel like I've had a little bit of an opportunity to watch she speaks stories like grow and you using your voice in this way. I mean, I know that you worked in DC. I learned that too. So you've been like doing speeches, leading groups of 80 women and more. I know that this is not your first rodeo, but I feel like in this specific season with she speaks stories, I feel like it is honestly like God been so gradual and intentional about allowing you to share. Like I remember the first episode of she speaks stories where you talked about smoking in Cuba and having this experience with the Lord. And I was like, that's my husband's story. Like he, I mean, I've told you this, he was stationed in Guantanamo Bay and had the same thing where he was like smoking and like, God like had this moment with him. (laughs) That's when also I knew that I'm like, oh, she has stories to tell. I want to sit around her and like hear her many stories. I wonder if it's in moments like that, like, he's just like, yeah, keep talking, keep opening up. People are desperate to know how real God is, how he's not distant. He's not unknowable. I mean, yes, he's mysterious. We don't know him completely. I don't, I don't mean that, but relational, I guess is the right. He's so relational. You can be smoking cigs in a hotel room and he does want to hear from you and (laughs) reach out to you. Yes. He's not picky. He's not picky at all in the pursuit. This is so funny because this is the first episode of season five of Still With You. It's always really important to me to give God my first. I always feel like he puts on my heart to invite leaders who have um, walked with me in different seasons of my life. And Katie, you've walked with me since years ago when we met in Nashville. I've had the opportunity to watch you like take some 
amazing steps of faith, like beating cancer and then writing this book. And so without question, when I saw it come in, I was like, oh yeah, I've got to have Katie, Katie and Julia come on. And especially with being a military spouse, that just isn't always encouraging to me as well. But here's how God like is so unexpected because I wanted so bad this first episode to be a little bit about like precept ministries. Listen, I started getting into the inductive Bible studies about three years ago. I had no idea you had done preset ministries before. So tell me, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like coach me up while I'm still learning. Oh, I would love to. And what's funny, Julia, it was your mom that started me. I mean, I remember your house in Paris Island. I had never studied the Bible before. I was a brand new born again Christian and I didn't want to be duped. I didn't want to be brainwashed. I didn't want to be led astray. I didn't want to be foolish, you know, and I, a lot of my brothers and sisters were sure I was going to be. When your mom, Julia, showed me this type of Bible study that she was doing, she said, it's inductive versus deductive, (laughs) where you go to the Bible first yeah. And you learn Bible study tools to take a part of book of the Bible for yourself. Then you go to what someone else says about it. I knew in my heart that God was telling me, this is for you. This is the type of study for you because of my, yeah. my mindset. I didn't want to just believe what people were telling me. I exclusively did precept Bible studies for probably 10 years. What book did you start with? Because I started with How to Read the Bible in 28 Days with Kay Arthur, a friend of mine. Tracy, she was like, this is what you need to do. And then I've been making small steps towards there because it took a couple of my friends two years to get through Romans. And I'm like, okay, I'm not there yet. <laughs> you know, I think we started with the book of Philippians way back in the day. This was before she had any of the other really types of studies. All she had were, uh-huh. were really the big precept studies, the big inductive studies. So you'd take a book of the Bible and you'd spend like, 12 weeks on it. You know, you'd start with an overview of the whole book. You'd read the whole book over and over and over and chart it and all that kind of stuff. Then each chapter and you do word studies and you do cross-referencing and stuff like that. It was fascinating because again, I had never read the Bible. I didn't know how to study the Bible. And at first it was just Betty, me, And this gal named Karen Abbott. So there were only three of us for like two years doing these inductive studies. So it was very safe. But then very quickly, then I had to get thrown into leadership, which was incredible for me too, because one, they had tons of training. So you weren't just thrown in there. Like a lot of churches are like, oh, sure, go lead a women's Bible study. Well, what do you know about leading a women's Bible study? Nothing, you know, Yeah. but precept, they're like, oh, you can't even lead until you go to a three-day training. And then we want you to come back every year for more training, blah, blah, blah. So they had great training. That's what I love about it. Cause it's so trusted the way I always describe it to my friend, Tracy. I'm like, it feels like a long walk towards memorization of the whole thing. You're taking it in big chunks, but also small chunks. I love the word. And so I always do try to talk about the word, like in the very beginning of the year, cause I want people to be in the word and to get and to know that it's so fun and fulfilling. Julia, your mom, I love this full circle, like Betty's the OG with the pre 
preset, but like, have you participated too? Like what's been your experience a little bit with it? I think my first preset was when I was like seven. I'm not even kidding. I'm so jealous. I had to wait till I was 20. (laughs) I think it was first John maybe, or I don't remember. We learned with our colored pencils, how to circle and triangle and all the different words. So that's a testimony of how simple it is. I think when you hear the word precept and inductive Bible study, sometimes it's like, oh, that's for the really high upbeat, you know, you know, seasoned Christians. Oh, I thought so too. But it's not. It is such a basic understanding. Um, I actually led a junior high uh, ministry in my early 20s. And I just taught a bunch of junior high boys. And we didn't call it precept. We just called it inductive Bible study. I was like, okay, these are the three steps. It's really basic. And they learned, you can learn it at any age how to really read the Bible. And I think that is why the word is living can be reached on, like you said, that big, but also small value. I need to find someone who would be willing to go on mic with me and talk in depth about inductive Bible study. Like we need to get Betty on the mic. Cause I want to like nerd out and ask all the questions. And like, I knew that I could scratch the surface. I was like, this is my entryway into getting all my still with you friends introduced to precepts and inductive Bible studies. Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Katie to ask you a question. Do you own a business or a brand, big or small? You have a story and still with you would love to share the hard work that you are doing. See, one of my favorite parts about hosting a podcast is supporting my entrepreneur friends. Gosh, they have real grit and giving them a small space on an episode is a true joy. Becoming an official sponsor of Still With You is easy and so much fun. If you're interested in this opportunity to showcase your company, let connect. You can visit my website, coleybrowning.com and click the share your story tab. Take 10 seconds or less to fill out the quick form and then hear from me in less than 24 hours about sharing your brand, your business, your story on Still With You. Hopefully next time you will not be hearing my voice in an ad break, but will be hearing yours. While I'm making requests for Betty to come on the podcast or one of your preset friends to come on the podcast, something that is a big theme throughout your entire story that you share in the book, Katie, is being a military spouse. And Julia, obviously that is part of your life as well. You are a spouse to a soldier in the U.S. Army, am I correct? Fort Bragg? Yep. And then Katie, your husband, Mike, served in the Marines and retired out of the Marines. My husband has a Navy background and now he's in the Air Force. One of the things that I'm learning from women like you who've been in this longer than me, and honestly, like your book felt like almost like a how-to guide for me. I was like reading this and I was like, this is some of the stuff I'm going to be living if we continue to walk towards this. And like Julia, like if God continues to call us to like walk towards this, we're going to be in Katie's shoes. And so like, tell me, what do you guys know about this that I don't? You are starting out so fabulously on this journey. If you are dedicated to the word and you're surrounding yourselves with people that love the word and you're taking time to study it on your own. I think if anybody asked me to give advice as to how to thrive in the military life, it would be to develop your relationship with God. And the number one way you do that, obviously, is, I think, through the word. Two thoughts come to mind. First, we all don't know. I don't think that there's ever a level in the military spouse 
being that you ever know it all. And I think knowing that is a huge help to be like, okay, everyone is still figuring it out with me. So don't be intimidated by people that have been in longer. Also, everyone's learning at different paces. What I tell people all the time is the mindset shift to think of it as a lifestyle and a calling and not a job. When your husband is gone and doing, I think you said your husband was going to be a chaplain. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. If, especially as a chaplain, there's service and um, serving and all the other elements that come in with their role in the military. So the hours are very odd. Nine to five is just crumple that up and throw it away. It's not, it's, that is not our reality, but we might get a four day weekend. We might get a Friday and a Monday off, you know? So having that mindset of, okay, we're like in almost like missions mindset. We are here to serve the families and the soldiers or the airmen or whoever you are, we're here to serve and it's on their time. And so giving your husband that freedom to not have the stress of, okay, well, I had dinner ready at five, letting them do their job to serve and knowing that your role in supporting that is what they need desperately to be able to do their job excellently. It helped me so much when I let go of the mindset that this is his job and I'm his wife and this is his job. It was, this is our calling in our lifestyle. That's really reassuring to hear. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're so wise, Julia. (laughs) Hey again, it's Coley. Before I launched Still With You five years ago, I read endless how-to articles promising a smooth and simple podcasting startup plan, but they only left me more confused and discouraged. I wanted a space for what I truly needed, practical, trusted information with personal encouragement, which is why I started How to Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, encouraging step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. In this course, you will discover your podcast purpose, plan your show step-by-step, and publish and promote your work. Don't just listen to podcasts, participate in the conversation, start your own show today. And for a little bit of extra help in the process, you can use How to Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. You can find more information by visiting coleybrowning.com. Click How to Podcast with Coley Browning. Press record and start sharing your story. Okay, so Katie, when you see the book in the hands of your friends and you know that they're turning pages and looking at all the homes you lived in and having scripture poured into their heart, like what are you praying for them as they read not only your story, but the bigger story? Truly, I want people to see how much hope there is in the world. Right now, there's so much darkness and all of us, we go through lonely periods. We go through hard periods. We're going to lose loved ones. Death is inevitable. We're going to have confusing jobs and hard relationships and people are going to hurt our feelings. Hard stuff is going to happen in this world. And my one desire is that people would be able to look up and really understand God's heart for us and that he is a very real and present help in time of need. And, and that he really is the hope giver. He really does heal today. Maybe not the way we demand him to or want him to, but he heals broken hearts. He heals people from addictions. He can heal us physically. I am healed of cancer right now. That's not a promise. It it won't come back. He is the mighty healer 
one way or another, but he's also a gentleman and we have to ask and we have to look. I read just this morning that devotion to something is simply starts with attention to something. And we're all devoted to something. Mm. To be devoted to God means to give him our attention. So Coley, yeah. I wanted to answer that one, one question you had about being a, a military spouse, truthfully, without God. And Julia, I will give a plug for uh, community and fellowship and, you know, women coming alongside other women without your mom. Um, I'm not glorifying her, but God sent your mom to a, a lonely, confused, brand new baby Christian. She's the one that helped me very calmly start studying scripture. Without that rock yeah. in my life going forward, I don't know if I would have lasted. <laughs> And so, Coley, I look at you and you're mm. you're so young and beautiful. And Julia, you two, both of you ladies are kind of at the beginning of all this kind of life. I mean, Julia, I know you've been to a lot of places already, but um, the fact that you both love the Lord and that yeah. you both understand the value of scripture and that it does take discipline. It takes pulling your attention away from something that might be more fun and more pleasurable at the time. but giving your attention to him, but the rewards are just off the charts. My hope for the book is it'll whet someone's appetite to just want to know him more. That's it. We were laughing the other week because we were having some confusion with the publisher. And I said to you, if a person that has never written a book and a gal who has never launched a book and a publishing company with hiccups can make this book happen to God be the glory. Like he's the only solution for this book to get out there. And that's kind of our heart in this too. We want to have fun as we go forward and we want to go forward with joy. And our hashtag is to God be the glory. For him, because we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) You write this a few times where you say like, and in this world, you will have trouble, which feels like such a juxtaposition of a book that shares such adventure. Like if if we're talking about wedding or appetite, like man, Katie, you have, and and it continues to happen. Like author Katie Hawkins, like the adventure continues on the places that God has taken you. I know there's been some hard right turns where it's like you wanted to go to Europe and God sent you to South Carolina. I've been reading the book of John and it's funny because like I finished the book and this is the verse that I just keep hearing when I think about your story. And it's John 16, 33, where it says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And in some other translations, it talks about how it's like in this world, we will have trouble. And it's like, your story is filled with places where God showed up and was glorified. I'm just so thankful that you took the time to write it. Julia, thank you so much for being the captain and like helping this where people can read it and hear it. Katie, like it's going to change lives. Like stories change lives. Well, Coley, you don't know what a blessing and an encouragement your words are to both Julia and I, because Tell her how the book launch is going and how you call me up some Mondays and you're like, I have no clue what I'm doing and this will be a miracle. (laughs) Well, you're doing a great job for not knowing what you're doing. Here's what I hope happens next. I want to hear a little bit about how you are celebrating and I know our friends can find it on Amazon. 
your website. Like I will send them all the places. Do not worry about that. I'll put all the links out there. I want to know how you're celebrating. And then I was wondering if you all would mind praying over season five of Still With You. I'm just so thankful that you're here and you got both. Julia, I know you're new to my corner, but I already feel like we're friends. And Katie, you, I know that it's not always been where we've been in person, but I've been listening to the podcast. I've been following. I've been praying. Sometimes it's just friendships like that, that pick up right where they left off. It means the most. And it's more of like you walk it out. Like your life is an example. That's a ministry in itself that moves my heart. All right. So yeah, many things. Tell me how you're celebrating. She speaks stories and then tell me, let Lynn, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. <laughs> we are having a launch party on January 15th. Lord willing. Okay. Lord willing. The party may have already happened by now. Big launch party. We're relaunching the She Speaks Stories podcast at the same time. I know. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm going to send all my friends there if they haven't already connected. We've just taken a little uh, kind of a break to regroup, refresh, and to work on this book launch and Really just want listeners to go back and listen to some of the old episodes. So I've been re-listening to so many of them and I'm like, oh my goodness, this one was good. This one was good. We'll be launching the book, relaunching the podcast. Kind of an exciting year. Very exciting year. I can't imagine what you have on your plate, but also where there's stuff on your plate. That means there's so much room to celebrate. And I just learned that you both are Enneagram sevens and I'm a seven as well. So I know you're exactly in the expert roles. You need to celebrate it all. Here's our desire, Coley. We want you to get stationed right where we are. Oh, I know. We're praying Julia to the North Virginia area. We're going to pray you and your husband there too, because wouldn't that be so much fun? Julia and I were just talking about that. I was like, I, she was like, we're already friends. I'm like, I know, but it'd be so fun to be on a base with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It is funny, Coley, how in the Lord, you can feel so close to people that you really only had a few ties with. I do feel like we we sweet friends. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I would be honored to pray oh. over the beginning of your year. Thank you, Coley. Just honored, and Julia too. So I'll just launch us off, and then Julia, you wrap us. That'd be great. Thank you, Lord. You are such a gracious and kind and wise Father, and Lord. You have brought us three women together for such a time as this on these particular airwaves through Coley's podcast, through a book, through She Speaks Stories podcast in order to make you known. And what a privilege we have of being your daughters, of um, being loved by you, being given a, a purpose and a ministry here on earth. Lord, would you bless Coley as she goes forward. And that word sounds so generic, but what we mean is, would you help her find favor with you and with man and women? Help her grow in that, God. Give her great wisdom when she lacks it. Lord, fill her with your word. Give her ideas and uh, guests that would come on that would just further the kingdom and bring that hope to listeners. Bring that uh, that hunger and thirst for you and for your word. We love Coley. You do too. And uh, listeners, we're praying over you also. 
that uh, this year, 2022, coming out of a year of COVID and a year of trouble and trials, you may face more trouble and trials this year, but there's hope and there's help and there's healing. Yeah. Father, we just um, pray over this next season, God, you've given Coley these um, four seasons and now another one. And I know that is a tool that um, is being used to further your kingdom so that people can hear about truths from the Bible. I know that Coley, just in this little time talking, has just shown her love and joy from reading your word. And I pray that that is just contagious, that the listeners will hear that and want to join that fund that's available to them too. I thank you for Coley's willingness to um, even partake in this ministry and um, the time and the effort and all of that that goes into the podcast. I just pray over the technology side of things and um, all that, all that work that's along the side, God, I give, I pray that you just, um, give her the ability and the strength to keep going because five seasons is an incredible, um, incredible place. I thank you for the ability to be on this, um, podcast with Kate Hawkins and just the joy and the fun that she brings into, um, my life and so many other lives. Father, thank you for, um, giving us people just to have fun with and loving us and loving that um, part of our world. And in your name, I pray. Amen. In your name, I pray. Amen. Friends, I am humbled, happy. Thank you so much. Like sincerely, I don't take it lightly hanging out with y'all and I want you to know that your work matters. Like, it's so funny to spill over city to city, nation to nation. Like, please don't for a second think that what you're doing doesn't matter, Katie and Julia. Thank you guys so much for making this a moment today. Our pleasure. And thank you, honey, for having us. Thanks for including us. No problem. I just can't wait for our friends to get the book. It literally is a life changer. And I am, I'm just so thankful for your sacrifice and your hard work. Katie and Julia, are they not the most amazing duo? Unstoppable. And I'm so excited for you to read She Speaks Stories, finding hope, help, and healing in a hard world. Katie's words moved me. I would sit out on my patio and just read, or I guess I was scrolling since it was on a Google Doc at the time. Now you have the opportunity to have the book in your hands, and I hope you read it, share it, and continue to pray over Katie. Katie and the work that she is doing. As well as the gals from She Speaks Stories, I am so excited for a new podcast season to release very soon. So if you want to connect with Katie, you can find her at Katie M. Hawkins. This is her handle on social media. You can also visit SheSpeaksStories.com to purchase the book and get plugged into the podcast. First episode of season five, and I I'm so excited for this year. If you haven't listened to the trailer already, there's just an abundance of guests that we have accrued to share with you this season. But I do want to take a moment to update you a little bit about our releasing schedule. In 2020, when the pandemic hit, some of my workflow changed. Of course, I always want to be honest with you and my life through the podcast in 2020 and 2021. I had a little bit of extra time where I was able to 
release podcast episodes on a weekly basis. And this was incredible. And I'd love to keep it at this level. But unfortunately, with the work that I am doing outside of the podcast and how to podcast with Coley Browning, podcast editing, producing the job that I work during the day, unfortunately, with how my schedule is flowing right now, I have prayed about it. And I believe that it is best if we return to releasing Still With You on a bi-weekly basis. So that means once every two weeks. This does hurt my heart a bit because I love sharing as many episodes as I possibly can with you. I do believe that this opens a door to other opportunities for you, me, and I cannot be afraid of change. Every two weeks, you'll see a new episode of Still With You. But in the middle of that, there are so many other things that you can engage with Still With You. You can go back and re-listen to all of the other 110 plus episodes that are already out, or you can consider hosting your own podcast. Many of you who listen to Still With You have stories that I believe are at a boiling point, just waiting to spill over and for someone to listen to them. I have all of the resources to help you start a podcast. You can visit my website, coleybrowning.com. I have some information to help you get going with that through what I've created as How to Podcast with Coley Browning. I would love to help you edit and produce your podcast. I'm going to be sharing more information about that as the season continues, but know that it's not me taking a step back from still with you in any form. In fact, it's mainly me just releasing more of it into God's hands because he can do more with it than I ever could try or imagine or even want to do. I want him to be leading this fully. And right now that looks like releasing episodes on a bi-weekly basis. If you have any questions regarding this, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on social media. My handle is Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E. I'm Browning like the rifle. I would love to connect with you. You can also visit my website, coleybrowning.com. Let me know your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know if I can help you, pray for you. I would love to encourage you in any way that I can. And I'm so thankful for you being here. Please subscribe to the show and leave a positive review on Apple Podcast as well as Spotify. Next time on Still With You, we are going to be speaking with Emmy Award winning journalist Kennedy Dendy. She is an incredible friend with an awe-inspiring story. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Until then, go out into the world and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you. you.